This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leah Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. Hey everybody, welcome back to Theology on Fire. We are going to talk about lawsuits today, suing your brother. This is a question that came up on our Facebook page. We asked a few people, what are questions you have about the Word of God? And this was one of them, that can I take my Christian brother or sister to court? And I believe the question was uh, more specifically, in the New Testament, are we allowed to take our brothers to court? Should we sue them in the New Testament? And that's what we're going to cover today. So the place where this is clearly spelled out uh, is 1 Corinthians 6, verses 1 through 8. So I'd like to walk through this with you, Leah, as we unpack these scriptures. All righty. It says here, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? So it sounds like there will be at times significant legal grievances between believers. And we are told there is a right way and a wrong way to deal with this. And it says, do you dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? So it sounds to me here that if you have an issue like this, we should be going before Christians to handle these issues instead of lost people with a lawsuit. Verse 2, Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Let's stop right there. So you, as a saint, will one day judge this world. And if the world's going to be judged by you, now we're going before them to judge us? So at some point, Christians, you know, we're supposed to rule and reign with Jesus. It says that in the book of Daniel, it says that, you know, when the kingdom of the Messiah fills the whole earth, we're going to rule and reign with him forever. We're going to judge this earth. It even says in verse 3, do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if we're going to rule and reign with him forever, then our temporal case is really are so, so small in comparison. And with that authority that's invested within us, God is saying that we need to be the ones, believers, arbitrating or judging between our brothers whenever they have an issue that is so heated that they're actually willing, or at least one of them is willing to drag the other one to court over it. Right, and it it's, makes sense. The Lord sees us all as connected and all as one in the body of Christ. So when I have an issue with my sister so-and-so in the church, you know, we're to deal with it there in that body under the leadership there. You know, it would be really strange for us to take that issue to like a worldly counselor or to take that to other people outside of the church. So this in the same way, it's just a bigger picture, um, a bigger version of the same thing. Absolutely. And, you know, in America, I'm not sure if you're listening abroad in the UK or Australia or other places, what it's like for you, but our our signs say on the road, you know, we've got advertisements saying, get it done, or you should see so-and-so, and this person got me $500,000 from this automotive accident. And, uh, I mean, that's that's what is being pumped into our minds. Oh, man, I, I got hurt. I deserve something. Uh, this is my right. I need this. I, you know, you can't do me wrong and not pay for it. And so we're being programmed to then retaliate and take everything. Verse 4 says, So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. 
Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? So Paul's saying here, you're bringing this before lost people? He's just really driving this point home. So no, it's not right for you to take uh, another brother to a lawsuit before lost people. But you know what? You might really have a legitimate grievance, and you do have the right to bring that before mature brothers and sisters to deal with that issue in the local church. And you know, this can kind of be an extension of what we were teaching previously on personal offenses. Uh, Not that we planned it that way, but it really goes along. Um, You know, it really speaks to the poor place that the Corinthian church found itself in with such carnality, with such immaturity. They had knowledge. They had the gifts of the Spirit moving. The Holy Ghost was among them, but yet they were immature, they were carnal, and there were a lot of abuse. There's a lot of abuse going on of, of spiritual gifts and also of one another in the body. And Paul said that you, you have something to be ashamed of in this. Amen. And even, you know, we're talking about lawsuits and money, but even for any issue we have in the body, you know, maybe it's marital or, you know, whatever it is personal in your life, like we should not be taking those things to the world and to worldly counsel. We are encouraged to seek godly counsel. We are encouraged to seek counsel, but we're encouraged to seek godly counsel, not that of the world. And you know what's uh, what's striking is talking about personal offenses, lawsuits, and also divorce. Recently, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with someone who's going through a very nasty divorce right now, and this person's wife would have claimed to have been a believer. It's a very terrible situation though, and she seems to have zero desire to reconcile this relationship, one that she has destroyed, and would be using their daughter as a pawn, as a chip. And so what do you do in this situation? Well, in his case, he's getting legal help because he wants to ensure that his daughter is put in a safe place. Right. So there are times where you do involve the law to defend you. You know, we're not saying you should just have crimes committed against you and you can never defend yourself or you can never fight to keep your children or to protect your children in circumstances like this. You know, that there's no bondage there. That's right. You know, Paul, there's, there's a difference. There's one that is suing to get something that you feel is yours. This situation, though, this man is trying to protect the life of his child. He's trying to keep ungodly and wicked influence out of her life that's going to change her forever and can affect her eternally. So he is seeking to protect with the law not to somehow, quote, get what's his, what he deserves. And, you know, Paul did this. He actually, on at least three separate occasions, invoked Roman law to protect himself and those around him. One, after he had been beaten, um, they come to untie him, and he brings shame on them, and he says, is it right you've beat a Roman citizen? And they were very afraid, and he left. And, you know, he didn't sue them, but he was basically rebuking them for what they'd done. Then a second time, they were going to tie him up, some different people in another city. He got in trouble with the law quite a bit, preaching the gospel. 
Uh, but this time they started to tie him up, and he said, is it right that you should tie up a Roman citizen? And they were afraid, because I believe they actually could have been put to death. And then the last time that uh, I, was, I was reading about was whenever the Jewish people wanted to get a hold of Paul, whenever he was in Caesarea, and, and so the ruler there was just saying, oh, why don't you go with him, Paul? And Paul said, no way. I know what they want. They want to put me to death. I appeal to Caesar, because Paul knew what God's plan was for his life. Right. So we're not anti-law. We're not anti-government. If you're a persecuted Christian and you can use the law to defend yourself and your faith, be free. And please do that, you know. Absolutely. Especially you in Britain. I know the government there is getting uh, really crazy, to be honest with you. You've got bakeries getting shut down. You've got people with coffee shops being told that they can't put scriptures on their TV. I say, use the law, defend that right which you have been given in your constitutions, the rights that have been won for you. If they are there, then keep them as much as you can to defend the preaching of the gospel. So let's get back to our original point. We're trying to draw out here, and I believe Paul, too, is, look, you're Christians. You're supposed to act different than the world. You're supposed to be different than them, and yet you're acting just like them. It says in verse 7 here, to have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud, even your own brothers, your family. Like you said, Leah, we're a family in Christ. We're connected. How can you wrong your brother and feel okay with it? How can you not feel sick to your stomach? And that's the eternal perspective of Paul. You know, Paul was actually willing in some places to forgo any sort of salary, any sort of collection, simply because he did not want to give the appearance to those outside the church as if he was doing something improper, receiving money. He wanted to have a pure conscience, and he was willing to give up something temporal in order to maintain a pure testimony of Christ and the lost culture around him. And I do just want to point out as well, in that scripture you just read, he said, would you not rather be defrauded? And he's, the Lord is just saying, like you've already mentioned, Andrew, just look at eternity. Look at how temporary life is. At the end of the day, would you not just rather be defrauded, save your money and move on by the grace of God for my glory? Just just let it go. This is not what I want the world to see. I do not want them to see brothers and sisters in the Lord in Christianity squabbling and fighting and nitpicking. I want to have a good testimony. So for my glory, just be defrauded. And that seems nuts if you are lost. That is just crazy talk there. You're letting people walk all over you. But, you know, it says in John, uh, Gospel of John, I go to this scripture all the time for my own life, and it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And, you know, Leah, you love me, and there are times you don't feel like doing something kind for me. I'm sure you've had a long day, you've worked, you've been with our boys, and yet you do it because you love me. And I believe it's like that with Christ, that it may not feel comfortable to our flesh, but love has an amazing way. Real biblical love, it changes things and it changes my actions, even though I don't really want to do something in myself. Amen. It really does. And he does give you peace and strength and ability in it. He doesn't just give you the instruction and say, there, be defrauded. He, he, he helps you. He enables you to walk that out. And furthermore, 
you, we can see it throughout the whole Bible. He is our defender. He's our shield and he's our buckler. And I, I would say he will defend you. He's going to keep you. He's going to provide. If, it, if whatever it is is going to cause you significant loss, but in order to obey his word, you have to do it. Trust him. He said he's a provider and a defender. He's going to make it good. If you just obey him, he will reward that obedience. So just like you said, Leah, we really have to entrust ourselves to God. And remember, he's a good father. He's going to watch out for us and he's going to reward us in heaven. You Mm -hmm. know, we may be defrauded here on earth, but that obedience is going to be rewarded in heaven. And there are going to be some lost people around you. And they're going to see that the testimony in your life is good and it's pure and it's true. And that may be a pedestal to preach to them. And they may be one to Jesus or at least some of those arguments against Christians being hypocrites. They won't have any ground with that with you. And Jesus is going to receive glory. Amen. So, Father, I just pray right now and just ask if anyone about to go to lawsuit with a believer or whatever situation they may find themselves, that they would just submit themselves to your word. They would get godly counsel from Christian leaders within their own local body, that things could be dealt with in a godly way without going to the lost world, lost judges, because we will one day rule and reign with you and judge angels in this lost earth. Give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.